Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brastadamus, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. Welcome, players, to the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. We are the football show that tells Marty McFly to go back to the future. D-Mendy here, back to bring you another new episode of that fantasy content you crave. I'm joined, as always, by Johnny Foosball, the newly engaged Johnny Foosball. Congratulations, my man. They are officially off the market. How does it feel? It feels good. It feels good. That's the point, right? Yeah, for sure. I was uh, very happy for you and Nicole. Very happy to see. Um, on the flip side, I'm not as happy to see the doc, Eric Mendelson, who you should never take betting advice from. How's that going? Bro, up big on betting last week. You should never take DFS from you. Uh, always get a DFS, but you always tell me you don't hit your bets. Uh, and then we also, of course, have the man of the famous 4.30 a.m. text message. It's the Brad Stradamus, a.k.a. Brad Kilgore. How are we doing? Takes never sleep, man. I gotta gotta send them out whenever I get them. No, I love. I wake up five five thirty a.m. for the gym, and I already seen you're up with the text, and I'm like, my man is just up grinding. I love it. And joining us this week, she's a writer for Fantasy Sake, podcaster for Sons of Dynasty, Fantasy Besties, and Fantasy Football Confidential. And um, if you're drinking a truly, oh no, a fan of Denver Broncos. All you have to do is talk kickers and she'll be there on the next pod. If she swears, you will follow anywhere that she'll tell you to. If you need, you need fantasy advice, she will answer er, er. when she swears, you will follow anywhere. Are you going to do the that she'll tell you to. if you need you need me to be with you we welcome Lynn a regular weird Al over here yeah that was the most fantastic thing that's ever happened to me i can't wait to rewatch this 48 times i'm going to show everyone i know like my best friend and i our entire text chain is gilmore girl she's going to shit her pants i can't wait oh that was fantastic hi guys <laughs> Well, Linda, I had to bring you in the right way. My man, Eric Cross, sorry you had to come in for that one part. But uh, when I saw your favorite show is Gilmore Girls, that's also my fiance's favorite show. So I was like, this is right up my alley. David, it's your favorite show too. Come on, spill the beans. We're not going to slander my name like that, but it is a good show. They really shot themselves in the foot by giving the word girls in the title. So every man ever was like, no. (laughs) They say... uh, they say Seinfeld is a show about nothing, but I think it might actually be Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls is pretty up there about absolutely nothing, but that's why it's fantastic. I've watched it a thousand times and never gets old. <laughs> I um, I'm hoping for another like they teased us when they did the the four seasons or the year in the life, and I was hoping that they were going to uh, do a reboot of that. And I've been hearing like whispers, so I don't know if it's going to actually happen or not, but. That would be fantastic. And you guys would, everyone that follows me on Twitter would unfollow me immediately. They'd be like, we don't, this is not what we came here for. <laughs> well, you're right. We came here for drinking and we came here to talk some football. But before we do that, so 
are you doing like three or four pods a week, like helping host shows? How do you do all that every week consistently? Uh, it takes a lot of alcohol and medicinal <laughs> marijuana. And, uh, you know, I got, I have a pretty nice gig for my full-time job. So I have some downtime at work that I can work on show sheets and stuff and still work full-time. And I get along pretty well with uh, my baby daddy. So when I need him, he hangs out with her and, I just figure it out. I jumped all in though. Like I did we didn't take it slow. <laughs> that is that a reference when Luke says to Lorelai, I'm all in. Okay. Hey. If we do this the whole show, you're gonna have to put your fiance on so we can <laughs> <laughs> She's in the background on her Peloton, she can't hear me, but she would be <laughs> proud. Uh Yancy checking in. That's our guy right there. Talking talk about Brandon Whedon. Don't know if he'll Brandon get mentioned Whedon. on this show. Uh, but we have plenty we are going to talk about as we drink and talk football and help people in their semifinal matchups by going down Nostalgia Road. Because in the huddle today, we have the Triple Play Fantasy theme song football show in which we're going to talk quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends that might not necessarily be the most popular, widely played option this week, but you should consider to either play or people that are kind of not sure what to do, you're going to tell them to stay away. And we're going to be fitting these players into various categories of theme songs as how you should feel about them for the next two weeks of the fantasy season. After that, we'll go to our question of the week. If you were to kick a field goal, how far out do you think you could actually make the kick? And as always, we have our game of the week as our last second Hail Mary at the end of the show. But first, let's get to some news and notes. And we start out with our news and notes with quarterback changes. Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts are now their team's starting quarterbacks for their respective teams for week 15. Johnny, I'm going to start with you. Are these the right moves for both teams? What do you think? Yes, I love, love, love it. Uh, Minshew is magic, as we know. He's finally back. They should keep him forever. And, I mean, Jalen Hurts just proved it. I mean, Carson Wentz hasn't been winning too many games. So there you go. New lifeblood. Offense looks good. All right, Linda, what are you thinking? Do you like these moves for these quarterbacks? Uh, yeah, and surprisingly, I was I was uh, pretty surprised by Jalen Hurts. I was not anticipating that against that Saints D at all. So I think rolling forward, it's he's full steam ahead. I like that. I think he's going to win a lot of people some uh, some money and some fantasy matches with that rushing upside. Brad, I feel like I haven't heard you talk about Jalen Hurts too much. Uh, so I'm interested. What are your thoughts on this move? Yeah, as for Jalen, I'm glad he's getting an opportunity. I don't think he's better than Wentz, but he doesn't turn the ball over as much, and he opens up the running game since he's able to scramble into soft spots in the defense. Um, that's something Wentz did early in his career, but he's been more of a pocket passer in his most recent starts. And the way Jalen plays in the offense, um, they're running around him, gives the Eagles a better chance to win. So I think it's the right move. And he's making my hot take of the Eagles representing the NFC in the Super Bowl a reality. I heard you called that last week when I wasn't on the show. I was kind of, my jaw hit the floor, but now it actually is kind of interesting. And uh, Hertz does <laughs> Hertz does run really fast. That is very true. I like that. Eric, let's finish this up. What do you think of these moves? Yeah, I mean, they've touched on everything. I think Jalen Hurts, I mean, if you're the Eagles, you lost like four in a row. So it doesn't hurt to change the quarterback position. I don't think Minshew should have lost it in the first place. It's not like Jacksonville has a super talented team. So we knew what Mike Lennon was. 
but I'm glad that the the mustache is getting another opportunity. It's pro- it's probably bad for them if they want to tank, though. Like, I think you should start the worst quarterback if, if that's what you want to if that's what you want to do. So I don't really understand that move of switching to Minshew, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it's just a mess there in Jacksonville, honestly. But you know what's not a mess, and that's that's Chase Young. Chase Young is good at football. Can we uh, all disagree with that and and move on to the next? <laughs> no, we can. no, we can. no. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is also very good. We all agreement on that. Yes. Okay. He fine. wins people their fantasy matchups too, so that's that's well said there. Uh, oh yeah! Congratulations on that. I saw that. Thank, thank you. Uh, I won't talk about my success too much. Maybe I'll do it at the end. But news you I would like to game for that, David. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the uh, the Steelers have lost two straight games. Linda, are you concerned about the Pittsburgh Steelers going forward? I think I was concerned about the Pittsburgh Steelers going backward. They they never looked like the undefeated. Like they never their play never matched their record. Uh, it. You know, if coach is going to bench somebody for drops, then I was like, I get that people are like, you lost a game because of it, but hold on to the football, sit down. If you can't do it, I will put somebody in that can. My guy, James Washington, we don't have to talk about that, but I'm just saying. Uh, so, but I don't think they ever looked like the team that uh, their record showed. So I'm, I'm not shocked by them having some losses now. No, I, I agree. Um, there, We could use the F word and call them, Frauds, potentially. <laughs> not fraud. You were not usually the word I refer to. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger, fraudster. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Brad, what do you think about these uh, these frauds, or if Linda wants to call them something else, by all means. Yeah, I'm not really worried about them. They played three games in 12 days, so they were bound to have repercussions from that. Like we don't even know if seven days between games is enough recovery time. So three and 12 games is definitely not. Uh, they've had a bunch of drops as well, which I don't think is going to continue. The running game is something I'm most worried about. Their O-line isn't opening up holes for Connor or Snell. But the larger sample size we've seen from that rushing attack earlier in the year is what I'd be more comfortable leaning on. Um, I think the Steelers are a very dangerous team. And once they right the ship, I think they're going to have momentum. Agreed. Doc and um... – and Johnny Foosball, anything you would like to add for the good of the group or should we move on? I just want to say the Steelers uh, have a tough game against the Colts in a couple weeks. And then I don't know how the tiebreakers work out, but is that that week 17 Browns matchup for the division? It, they, could uh, easily, they could easily drop that game against the Colts. Yeah, no, I mean, they could. Um, that division looked locked up a couple weeks ago and now it's kind of, anybody's division it seems like i mean the, the ravens were to win out you never know at 11 and 5 they could win the division the steelers keep playing how they're playing browns obviously in there but i mean and, if uh, you make the playoffs the home field like really even matter this year like just make the playoffs and the rest will go to the best team i think it's the bye that matters the most That's yeah fair. but only That's the uh, teams are getting that so it's not gonna be relevant <laughs> so uh Last bit of news, Leonard Fournette was a healthy scratch this past weekend. Ronald Jones broke his pinky finger and is having, I think, pins put in, which sounds very pleasant. Doc, what are you doing for both of them going forward if you have either one on your roster? I mean, I think for Ronald Jones, you wait and see because, like, Chris Godwin fractured his finger and missed one week. So he could come back from that 
as running backs, I mean, you're holding the ball the entire time, so I'd wait to see an injury report. But I think if not, you hold Leonard Fournette or you try to, if you have him, you play him because they're playing a terrible Atlanta defense. And for Tampa Bay, it's a must win. I don't think they're easing up at all. I think they're starting to find their rhythm a little bit after last week. That's fair enough. Uh, Linda, anything for the Tampa Bay backfield, or is it just a mess that you're completely not touching? Yeah, uh, along with multiple other messy backfields that I'm not comfortable with right now. But yeah, I mean, obviously this week if Brojo's out and you have Fournette, and that's like your only option, but I would hope that you've got a different running back that you can start in place of Fournette. Agreed. Um, I'm interested to see. I think Jones is going to play, but I would love to have known why Fournette was a healthy scratch or if that's going to affect him getting in any time forward. Because if Ronald Jones is getting the rock 20 times, then obviously he's a good RB2 most likely. So we'll see how that plays out. Well, I, I feel like the Tampa Bay Bucks backfield is like a bottle of Burnett's. You know, you don't really like it, but it's alcohol. And if it's there, <laughs> you'll drink it. Same with this backfield. Like, if, if you have someone and they're starting, you're like, okay, I'll do it. But I, I thought you were going to say you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But you don't feel good about it. You don't feel good drinking. I think Burnett. with Burnett, you know exactly what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, and I came over, so avoid it. It's pomegranate-flavored Burnett's. Oh, good. that sugar cookie one's quite a winner. Uh, oh, my God. I'd like to think you've, your alcohol palate's been better since college. <laughs> but... If you don't like hearing about Burnett's and like hearing about good alcohol, do you like what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcasts. Want to hear more Triple Play? Great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball and a basketball show that you can check out, available anywhere you get your podcasts. You're enjoying the content. How about lighting up the Apple Podcast app with a five-star rating and review of the show? Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at TripPlayFantasy. Eric and Brad run our social media and provide daily questions, annoying gifts, and of course, our weekly episode drops. So I want you all to stay with me on this one. I heard that divers went in the ocean yesterday, and they found the lost city of Atlantis, all right? And there were a lot of nice mermaids and some mermen down there. The city was beautiful, so clean and futuristic. There was one thing divers found, and it was a treasure chest. They were able to sneak it out of Atlantis and brought it up to surface. And when they hammered that chest open, do you know what they found inside? They found the Triple Play podcast feed and Triple Play shirts and gear as far as the eye can see. So we have fans down there, and you need to be too. We want to keep you entertained, but it starts with you. Thank you, the loyal player, for your listens each and every week. And as mentioned, we've launched our swag store where you can get those shirts that were in that treasure chest. And as we continue to grow, we hope you support us by buying you, your honey, your son, your daughter, your grandma, your grandpa, shirts, joggers, leggings, tanks, hoodies, tote bags, masks, socks, mugs. Somebody stop me. If we get it, you know, you just want to uh, listen to us. And you- <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Are, are you done yet? Uh, you, you made me fall asleep with all that uh, boring stuff you did. That's fair. If you support us in any way, shape or form, buy some swag. It all goes back into funds for the show, and you can also look like a straight boss, and you can ask, uh, just look better, feel better. We appreciate each and every single one of you, even if you don't buy the swag. So thanks for listening and supporting us. Let's move on to the main part of the show here. And Linda's like, what the hell did I just get into? I just have a question. Can you, like, guarantee it's going to make me look better? Is that, like, on the link? Can I write in if it doesn't? Do I get a refund? 
Money back guarantee. You have a hundred percent money back Don't guarantee. Don't put that on the record, David. <laughs> oh, I'm that confident. We have Doug. That was Doug from the SP Streamer Pod is going to uh, model our leggings. And so I would just recommend that. I don't know if anybody's going to look as good in the leggings as he might do it, but uh, they do make they do uh, make a difference. Got it. All right. Make sure for anyone that purchases and posts it on Twitter, you'll get a heart emoji eyes from the account. So All right. I know that very valuable. All right, that's enough <laughs> plugging. I have enough plugs in my room. So we're talking about theme song football show for the fantasy semifinals. As mentioned, we're going to kind of. Play some nostalgic theme songs to feel how you're, uh, or to talk about how you're feeling about certain players. Brad's gonna. Ask, Dave, what, huh? what what inspired you to come up with this idea? To be honest, like I'm a phys ed teacher that's not really getting to to do a lot of physical activity, so my mind's just like going in a bunch of different directions. And when I was like making the uh, Gilmore Girls theme for Linda's entrance, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just take this whole theme and just make it a show. I love so. It. I just kind of ran with it. Um, so uh, John's going to cover quarterbacks. Brad's going to cover running backs. Linda's going to do wide receivers. And Eric, uh, just because I love him so much, he's going to do tight ends. <laughs> so love you too, Joe. We're going to try to avoid talking about Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey's, those type of guys, just because those are the ones everybody's starting, obviously, no matter what. Kind of people that are a little bit more not as quite as obvious and of course, I'll just chime in with some thoughts, especially if I disagree with what Eric says, of course. So we're going to be talking about five different themes, and we are going to start with our first theme here. And I hope every single one of you here have listened to this before. Here we go. Should have pre-buffered you- these. Here we go. David, you are a teacher. This is such a teacher thing. Travel down the road back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a I had to wait for the part where she bit her fist and then I was going to cut it. I was about to say, you're going to have to check on the check soon. I have to repeat it, David. You not having the videos all the way ready when you're ready to play them is such a teacher move, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting pretty lazy. But uh, everybody's seen the mouse off the screen. <laughs> everybody's seen everybody's seen Golden Girls, right? On this, uh, not, 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 not a actually. single episode. Uh, do you know the theme song? You guys know? I know the theme song. I know Linda's gonna rescue me here, right? You've seen. Yeah, it. you guys really gotta up your GG intake TV shows. Get Gold Girls, Girl, and and Gilmore Girls all on that list. The Is big there a three. good game TV show? I don't TV. know. <laughs> so this first one, when you hear the Golden Girls theme, it's it gives you the the warm jollies inside. You just want to do something nice for somebody, and so we're gonna kind of connect that with a player you feel really good about, and that you want to talk about. Shout to the rooftops how good you feel about this player. So we'll start with Linda first, talking about wide receivers. Linda, who's a wide receiver that you feel Golden Girls good about? Oh, it's got to be Bobby Trees. Robert Woods was such a value. I stacked him (laughs) everywhere with Jared Goff. I love that stack. It's let me down like maybe three or four weeks. Uh, It's carried me to multiple playoffs. And he's got uh, 
I know he's got the New York Jets this coming week, which is that's disgusting, right? Can we agree on that? Absolutely. So I think I think the Rams offense as a whole is I'm gonna be firing him up on all cylinders, but I love my boy Robert Woods. I can't argue with that. Are you I concerned? love Bobby Trees? Wow. That is <laughs> that is that, that is an I love that. that, I, hadn't that heard, I hadn't heard that before. That legit made my day. Thank <laughs> you for I don't know how I made it 26 years on this life without knowing that nickname. That is perfect. That's fair you enough. Trademark bro. that before ESPN takes it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over Twitter. Um, also, really missed your opportunity to say thank you for being a friend there. So I just had to. <laughs> wow. Wow. Doc, you need to exit the pod. That was, she's right. <laughs> If I could play my soundtrack and my YouTube videos at the same time, I would have given you the biggest booing sound. But luckily, I can't do that at the same time. Technology hasn't caught up yet. Um, Linda, so the one thing I'll ask you, though, are you concerned that they might beat them down so bad that if he doesn't get involved early on, that he'll have like a a game, you know, maybe a five for 60 game. Cam Akers gets two rushing touchdowns. Cooper Cup gets a touchdown and... Something and Everett gets one. They're up twenty-eight to three, and they just kind of bleed the clock. I mean, yeah, it's a concern that they end up so far ahead that they're just going to pound it on the ground. But I think if Robert Woods, like, I think he's going to get five, six, seven targets, and the way he turns those into things, I, I just don't, I can't imagine he doesn't get in the end zone at least once this weekend. All right, I like that, Brad. Who's a running back that gives you that Golden Girls goodness? For me, that's got to be Alvin Kamara. So the ceiling scenario is that Drew Brees comes back this week, which would mean Taysom Hill would no longer be uh, vulturing some of those rushing touchdowns and carries. Thinking it and, up otherwise. So yeah, exactly. And uh, also we can expect the familiarity of Drew Brees dumping it off, which is especially valuable in a PPR league. But the base case scenario is probably that Brees isn't ready to come back yet, but at least Kamara has a decent match decent matchup opportunity with the Chiefs. Um, So for a middle-tier running back, a matchup with the Chiefs is terrible because you need points to keep up with them, which usually means that the running backs get a negative game script. But for a back like Kamara, he and Mike Thomas are the centerpieces of that offense. So they'll line him up in the slot or out wide in order to get the ball in his hands. And uh, Taysom Hill also got Kamara 10 targets last week. So they're starting to get some chemistry maybe. So I, I like him a lot. Uh, do you have a less obvious one? Um, that that's obvious. A running back against the Chiefs defense. If you have Kamara, are you benching him? Sure. You're gonna bench- it. I'm a matchup guy. I'm a matchup guy. Like if, well, all right. I'll, for my next one, you'll hear somebody. If you you probably drafted him in the first or second round, and you might be benching him. Okay. All right. No, Brad. Linda. Brad is very hot takey. He's he's he says what nobody wants to do, so that's why he's one of the best parts of this show. But it, sometimes it really hits. Like he called Kyler Murray the number one quarterback before the season started, and uh, so he has some takes that I I always respect when he has these hot takes. Uh, you started the segment by saying we're not going to say obvious guys like Devontae. Adams. <laughs> it's like definitely all my notes typed out on on Devonte Adams, but I was like, oh, we're not okay, so I had to pivot. So I pivoted. If you want to talk about Devontae Adams, by all means, you just make people more enticed to play him. Uh, I just think it should. And he makes me feel good. (laughs) 
There you go. I'm I'm all about it. You know what? There are no rules in the triple play fantasy dungeon here or whatever this is. So anything goes. Yeah, I wouldn't call it call it that. But what what do you call it? That's the the one rule: is don't call it that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, David, you you are not you are not on your your hosting game. Today. Saying, Try yeah. to redeem yourself. Yeah, yeah the sound stuff threw me off in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Doc. Before you can unmute yourself, who is your tight end? So for me, I mean, we said no Travis Kelsey's. So I looked at the next one, and that's Darren Waller. <laughs> oh, and it's it's a feel good. The other ones are are definitely. I mean, how many tight ends can you feel good about? Let's be real. Kittle's hurt. Foster Kelsey's Morrell, Eric. Eric. Come on, there's something in this. There's something in there. Foster so, Morrell. So so with Darren Waller, you look at his game a couple of weeks ago with the Jets when he went 13 for 200 with two, and that's his ceiling. And he's had 27 targets the past two weeks. The run game hasn't been as effective. Henry Ruggs is out this week because of COVID. And you look at the matchup with the Chargers. That could be a shootout. But you look at over the season, he's had one game with less than five targets. So he's getting uh, a lot of looks from Derek Carr. And he's caught a touchdown on 8.33% of his passes. To put that, to juxtapose that, A.J. Brown caught a cat or a touchdown on like 16% of his catches last year. So I think you see a middle ground in the last couple of weeks where maybe Darren Waller, one out of every five or six catches, um, goes in the end zone. So... I feel good starting him the rest of the year. Play Alvin Kamara, play Darren Waller. You heard it here first. Very <laughs> spicy. Take. Hey, man, you said no Travis Kelsey's earlier in the text, and I obliged by that. Fine. John, uh, rescue us, please. So I'm, I'm glad Eric gave me a great segue. You know the old adage, you know, as goes the number one tight end, <laughs> as goes the number one quarterback. I'm really excited to play Derek Carr these next couple of weeks because, Ugh. and hear me out, He's the first quarterback since 1995 to have back-to-back games of 300 yards passing, two passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. 25 years. First guy to do it. And like I always say in you know shootout potential games or even when Derek Carr is just playing not great, it doesn't really matter because lost fumbles are only minus two, and then he gets the ball right back because the defense gives up a touchdown in a minute. So there's only upside there. When John gives stats, I listen because they, they're very far and few in between. So I might play Derek Carr now. And thank you for following up with the exercise that it's meant to be. We had two people. We had the guests and we have John. I don't know what you guys are doing on the right side of the screen here. All right. But, the rest of mine will be good. I'll redeem myself. Captain. Okay. All right. So we go from a feel-good player and a good, good theme song in the Golden Girls. We're talking about... Uh, some mysterious players here with this next one. Okay. I had to play the original too. I wasn't going to give you like a pup named Scooby-Doo. I wasn't going <laughs> to give you like the ones that are like on DVDs right now. I had to give you the OG one to be really mysterious. And so we're looking at players that you have no idea what to expect come Sunday. They could be good or they could be bad. We just have no idea. They could go off for 150 yards uh, if you're like a wide receiver or running back, or they could literally uh, be in a timeshare. I'm kind of thinking of like a Colts backfield type of thing. These are the players that you're like, you're just holding your nose and just – Put them in your lineup. 
because you don't know what to expect. So, Brad, I'll start with you with the running back position. Who is this yeah. mysterious player for you? So uh, you're probably you don't know what to expect about Dalvin Cook. He might get one touchdown. <laughs> he might get two. <laughs> no, 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 no. So you probably drafted this guy in the first round. Um, I have no idea what to expect from Zeke Elliott. So Ooh, okay. things, have gotten, things have gotten so bad that I saw him get up this morning. They were talking about Zeke's cap hit next year if they wanted to cut bait with him. Like, it seems like just yesterday we were talking about the Cowboys having the best offensive line in the, in the NFL that makes holes that anybody can run through. And now the passing game is less of a threat with Zach being out and their O-line is injured and kind of leaky. So the reason he's even on this list for me is because they're up against the 49ers this week. And they actually allow the highest percentage of explosive runs of any defense this weekend at 14.5% of their plays. So explosive runs being any run 10 yards or more. So um, I can't shake the fact that Zeke is healthy and I know what he's capable of. So he's somebody I don't know what to expect there, but I think I'd be starting him probably. Way to redeem yourself, my man. That is uh, that is probably the definition of this category. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Nice job. Doc, how are you feeling at the tight end position? Well, I hope to redeem myself as well. And for me, it. the biggest mystery is Mark Andrews. So you look at someone for the season, he has six double-digit fantasy games and five single digits. That's literally a split. He's very touchdown dependent, and a lot of it depends on the Ravens' game script. They threw four passes in the first half yesterday. So once again, Mark Andrews could be doing everything right, but the Ravens are a very run-heavy team. And if they go with that approach, and especially if they get out to a lead, I could see them killing the clock that way, which limits the amount of pass attempts that Lamar Jackson has. And you never know if he has cramps or has to take a poop in the middle of a game again. <laughs> Is that actually true? I hear so many different things. Is, did he, yeah, actually, he, he voluntarily said, they asked him an unrelated question. He said, no, I didn't pull a Paul Pierce. So it makes me think, it, think, think yeah. it's true. Because yeah. He just voluntarily brought that up. Well, <laughs> no, you, you agree? Yeah, the poop. Yeah, you don't argue something that long if it's not true. Like to be like, no, it's not. You're like, yeah, the the way he the way he ran to the locker room and the little like push is like that. I have to poop. Get out of my way. Or that I have cramps. I don't know. I'm just saying. Why not? If he has cramps, out or something. I read a book to my kid called Everybody Poops. Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> we'll move on. But unless he admits it, we're just going to keep talking about it. It stops being fun once he's like, yeah. Like, he just got done having COVID. I don't care if he has to go to the bathroom. Just say that. All right. Did, did you guys That's see that? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I love talking about poop-related subjects. So I, I kind of wanted to bring that back in. But um, – did you guys see the meme that Robert Griffin put up of it was uh, the Cardinals player always for, about a Buda Baker running and it said like the Browns lead and it said like he put the Lamar Jackson head on the other person. It was like Lamar after he poops or something like that. I did see that. I, I can't believe he waited till four. Like they almost lost the game. Be, like I, it's crazy to me. <laughs> Surprise doesn't happen more often, honestly. Um, we got completely sidetracked. So, John, give us a tight end we can talk about. I'll give you a quarterback because that's the one I was supposed to do. Duh, quarterback. <laughs> Thank you. See, Poop's throwing me all um, over the place. I've got, I've got the most mysterious quarterback, Gardner Minshew. He, he's magic or he's not. It's really – that's mm. pretty much how it is. He's either benched on the terrible Jaguars 
or he's throwing three touchdowns against a good Colts defense. And Fair since point. he specified PPR, which didn't really affect me, he did catch <laughs> one pass in week six. So you oh. never know. That's an extra point. <laughs> he could. I mean, he's athletic enough to do it for sure. Um, but that was why I'm glad you picked quarterbacks because Linda John is the anti-PPR, like the only anti-PPR person I think that exists on Twitter. So uh, he wears it proudly. So luckily he didn't want to get involved in the PPR discussion. I've missed on almost every streaming quarterback all season. And I despise tight ends. I literally thanked David for not. So I was like, thank you for not <laughs> the tight end position. Jesus. I was like, I'll just give that to Eric. I give him always the scraps anyway. So that's what we do. Um, Linda, we'll stay with you. And let's talk wide receivers that have you have no idea they're a mystery to you. Well, a really good candidate for this would be DJ Moore for me. But since mm-hmm. I don't know, I think they said he's good on his ankle injury, but I'm not sure if he's off COVID list or not. So I went ahead and left him off. So I'm going to talk about Jarvis Landry, who I have both of them on the same team and I've made the wrong start decision all season with both of them, just flipping back and forth. But the last three weeks, Landry's had uh, 11 targets, 10 targets, and nine targets. He's had, before that, he had two games of double-digit PPR fantasy points. So, I, uh, you know, he still had nine targets last week. It wasn't a great showing for him because he didn't get a touchdown, but um, they've got, let's see, I think they have the Giants, which is, that Giants defense is no bullshit. They're, it, the whole yeah. team as a whole looks a little wonky, but that defense is no bullshit. So I agree. He's a dude that like you're gonna play if you sit him on your bench, he's gonna score two touchdowns and uh, throw one as well. And if you play him, he's gonna have you know two catches for forty yards. So that's fun. I like this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like razzled trying to even fathom that decision of playing either one of them. It's just yeah. like they're like the same player. I feel like they're like the literally the ones that you were like, okay, they're going to get a bunch of catches. Maybe like you can't rely on them scoring touchdowns, but you're like, all right, they're going to get catches. And then they're just so inconsistent. It's just sounds like a mess. I'm stressed out just thinking about it now. And it's not even my team. Yeah. Well, and I'm pretty sure that DJ Moore is going to come off the COVID list. So (laughs) I'm going to have to really be thinking about it soon, but not now. Now's fun time. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, We are going to get a little dark and we are going to start talking in the next category about scary players and with this theme. I can't really dance to this. This isn't dancing music. What is this? Did you guys ever see the show, Are You Afraid of the Dark, on Nickelodeon? Oh, wow. That's a throwback. I, no, just, I used to love that show. <laughs> Wait, Linda, did you say you saw it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. But I, I wouldn't have dove that deep. I mean, my memory wasn't going to bring it up unless you told me. That I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's not like one of those you're like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Like when I heard it when I was putting it together, I was like, oh, I, I don't even remember this being the theme song. I think there were there were like books too, weren't they? I think I so. Correctly. But yeah. I don't know why it was on Nickelodeon in the first place because it's not a kids show. No, going to be um, an NFL game on Nickelodeon. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yes. That looks That's awesome. Nuts. I can't. What wait. happened? 
The wildcard or AFC wildcard game, I think, is going to play on Nickelodeon. What? And they're going to do like animated what? like slime and googly eyes and shit so that like kids can watch it and get into it. Like kids can't watch normal football. I, re- I, re- we yeah. did, uh, so I, would, I can't wait. I would rather watch an NFL game with like an animation than I would like a regular game. That's, I retweeted, that's actually really cool. There, I retweeted yeah. the link for the announcement. So it's like one of my like recent like tweets it's like a minute and a half video you say Devontae Adams gets googly eyes like the field goal has Spongebob's face on it it's like it's nuts <laughs> Von Miller gets to host are you kidding me I feel like that would be like watching a game on like shrooms or something like the goalpost turn, turns into Spongebob Devontae Adams certainly has googly eyes coming out like, there's slime in the end zone <laughs> yeah there's slime in the end zone it's great <laughs> Oh man! Uh, so for the scary category, players that you are scared of—I'm not necessarily saying you're physically scared, maybe physically scared of them—but you're scared of to play in your fantasy lineups. So we'll start with the doc for this one, and we'll start with the tight ends. Okay, so for me, this is a guy that I was scared to play in my lineup. I did anyway. Fortunately, I won, and that's Hayden Hurst. And you talk about someone that you talk about someone that was really good at the beginning of the season. I think a lot of us had him higher than his ADP was, thinking he's going to be a popular breakout candidate. And boy, has he faded! You take out his four for forty game against the Raiders, and that's not even that great. But he has two catches for sixteen yards on nine targets over three of it out of his past four games. If you take that out, including Julio being out Sunday, that's the only reason why I played him. I was like, okay. He got three targets that game, and he has no touchdowns since week six. Atlanta has been struggling as a whole. I just don't see how you have the confidence playing him, even with as shallow as tight end has been. I'd rather play like Anthony Ferkser in the hopes that he gets a touchdown. That's I have both Hurst and Higby on a team, and that it's just – Oh, I play oh, Higby, no doubt. Don't want to play either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of digging at the bottom of the well at this point. Johnny, we'll go. Let's stay with you for quarterbacks. Well, Eric continues to give me good segues, as goes the number one tight end, as goes the quarterback. I'm scared to play Matt Ryan. Um, you may already be terrified to play him, but he's looked really bad as of late, and he's only got the Bucks and the Chiefs coming up. So there's just nothing positive to take away from Matt Ryan. He, he can't seem to get anything together. Even when he sort of had Julio a couple weeks ago, it still wasn't really all put together for him. Yeah, his stats without Julio Jones in the lineup is scary bad. It's it's like a, literally a Jekyll and Hyde situation. They're not that great even when he's in the lineup either. No, that's very true. <laughs> you got to wonder if the Falcons might look to draft a quarterback this coming year. You never know. Um, Linda, wide receiver that you are scared of, that you are, it's a no-fly zone in your lineup. Uh, well, appropriate that this is scary because it's Terry McLaurin. Uh, <laughs> Who's had two down weeks, a quarterback where I'm not, I didn't, I don't know what's going to happen at quarterback this weekend. And the Seahawks haven't allowed a passing TD to a wide receiver in the last five weeks. So the chance of him getting in the end zone is uh, unlikely as well. So I'm, he's a dude that I was thrilled to draft. He's been great all year. And then the last two weeks and looking at, at specifically at next week is, wildly concerning for me. 
So, Linda, let me ask you this. If you have Terry McLaurin, CeeDee Lamb, or Chase... Chris Godwin. No, I'm not naming my whole team. (laughs) CeeDee Lamb, Chase Claypool, and Terry McLaurin. Out of those three, which one are you playing? That is your team. That's part of my team. It's not my whole team. The only one you didn't mention was Chris Godwin. She's thinking. Stop. Uh, I'd probably chase Claypool if you need upside, but it depends on what you need. If you need floor, then I wouldn't go Claypool. But if you're looking for like a two or three touchdown game, then yeah, that's I would play Claypool. Yeah, it scares me because they said he was on the field for four snaps in the second half of their last game. So that's where I like he is. You're right. Like that huge upside play. And I was like, Terry McLaurin's a slam dunk, but you're right. Like he's scary because they're double teaming him and inefficient quarterback play. And it's just like, I think he's what had two catches each of the last two weeks. Like you can't feel confident playing him at this point. A three pointer, Um, a two pointer uh, in PPR the last two, two weeks. That's big yuck from a dude that was getting every target to like, boof. Now the guy to own in that offense is like uh, Logan Thomas. Yikes. <laughs> That's scary in itself. Uh, Brad, finish out with some running backs or running back. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, James Robinson. So I've spent the whole year not knowing if he's actually good or not. And now that I've reached the conclusion that he is good, they're going to have to face the Baltimore Ravens. You, you owe which, somebody an apology. No, I don't. We'll get into that later. But uh, uh, they're going to have to face the Baltimore run defense, which isn't as good as it's always been. But the Ravens are putting up points again, which makes James Robinson's game script decidedly negative because I don't know that the Jags offense can keep up. And they're also running the ball well, so uh, they control the game clock, which I don't love for James Robinson either. So I stay away from him this week. Hey, Brad, tell me. Weren't you weren't you uh, concerned that some other Jags running backs might get some carries? Explain. I was. So uh, I thought it was going to be Devin Nugzibbo. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was Dare Agumba, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me how many carries he, he got. Not argued. I think he got like four targets and then uh, – No, no, we're talking about ago, carries. We're a couple games carries. ago, Devin Nugzibbo got like three carries. But listen. Oh, my gosh, three carries. Oh, my gosh. That's killing Robinson's value. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, they're tanking, or at least I thought they were tanking. Now they're starting Minshew. They're taking. So I thought they were going to want to see what they had in the other running backs. The process was sound. Sometimes the answer doesn't turn out how you want it to be. It happens. Game to game. Respect that. <laughs> let's let's put a bookmark in that there. But let's you, get know to what, our... you know what? Shout, shout out to Chris Robin. Shout out to Chris Robin. Yeah, he was. Uh, I'm sure he'll be collecting his uh, his uh, gratitude from you next time he's on. The Chris uh, Robin emoji. I'll do it for him. <laughs> that, that looks like something else. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's go from a weird subject that Eric just made the scary subject. And let's go down nostalgia lane in these theme songs with a good old classic. Uh, my girlfriend told me to stop dancing, so I'll stop dancing. Um, 
So friends, classic, classic, very throwback, very feel good, very nostalgic. So for this category, I want a player who you think will be have a vintage like performance on Sunday uh, or, you know, the next two weeks. Someone that maybe started out great and then stunk it up most of the season and now is kind of rounding into form or, you know, an old player like Phil Rivers, who you think just will have those vintage performance because they're old and they just have those regular random performances where they're good. So I will start with Mr. Foosball for this category. Who uh, is the quarterback that's going to throw a vintage performance? Uh, Tom Brady kind of fits both of those categories. Uh, So he has been a a little bit of a funk recently. He's missing open guys. There's a lot of close up and zoom ins on his uh, face during the broadcast of him looking frustrated (laughs) with himself, but uh, he's got, the Falcons in Detroit and, you know, a Falcons in Detroit, you know, that keeps retirement away and that keeps uh, fantasy losses away. So I definitely think he's going to come to form these next two games. All right. I like it. Linda, I have a crystal ball. I, I, when I describe this, I kind of feel like I know where you're going with this. So who do you pick for the wide receivers? I'm going to be honest. This one fucked me up. <laughs> I thought about it all day. Like I was like, I don't I could come up with every other position except for wide receiver. And at the end of the day, I landed on a guy I can't stand. I don't roster at all. But if you have Antonio Brown, mm. he and Tom Brady are connecting beautifully. Thanks for the segue. He, uh, <laughs> you know, he had an entire year off. So if he does well, it's automatically an upgrade. You know what I mean? It's automatically vintage play because he's playing, but um I just I like the matchup. Uh, Chris Godwin's been like wide receiver forty three over the last two weeks, two or three weeks. So uh, Antonio Brown, Tom Brady, their buddies that got bunk beds or roommates or whatever the shit, and uh, <laughs> they got a chemistry thing going on. And I think he he could do really well against Atlanta and Detroit. I totally thought you were going to go like the T.Y. Hilton direction. So I was gonna, but my rookie kind of, I didn't want to only talk about the Colts. So I had to, I had to pivot. I did a lot of pivoting on the show sheet. No, I like it. No, I see that you're thinking on the fly from, uh, it sounds like you gave it a lot of hard in-depth thought, which is more than I would have asked. So that's awesome. Um, Brad, who is the running back that fits this category for you? So I'm going with the guy that can turn back the clock back to his college days when he was a wide receiver. So I'm going uh, J.D. McKissick. So he's not <laughs> going to be a factor in the run game, but he he provides value as high-volume receiver. You can start in your running back slot. Uh, you don't have to worry if Washington is going to be out of the game or fighting the win, considering over the course of the season he's had six games in which he's had at least six targets, and three of those games were 10-plus targets. So Gibson's likely out again with the turf toe, and he's their best best catching pass catching back anyway. So I expect him to get a lot of work and possibly get somebody a win this week. Linda, on a scale of one to ten, it took me forty nine minutes to finish my first beer. How bad is that? It's pretty bad. I would, I mean, I would like tell people that. <laughs> so John, you can edit that part out, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, David. I'm totally going to cut it. <laughs> Eric, what about a tight end for us? So for me, we're going back memory lane to Evan Ingram. So I know that he just put up a pooper against the Cardinals with two for 18. 
To be fair, that whole offense stunk because Hassan Reddick just took him to town. But the two weeks prior, he had six for 29 or six for 129 on nine targets and four for 32 on eight targets. Now he's facing a Cleveland D that just gave up 45 points at home. I'm not saying 47 because the BS safety that screwed some of us out of betting. Not me for once. Uh, and he's had three games with double-digit targets this year. So once again, he's not in that upper tier of tight ends that I think everybody thinks about. But he can have that occasional high upside week where Daniel Jones or Colt McCoy just really uh, pepper him with a lot of targets. Interesting. Let's say trying to back up that you didn't make that bad bet, so I bet you did. I didn't. I didn't. I stayed away from betting yesterday for once. Shocker. All right. Well, we go from nostalgic to we like to call oh my goodness my youtube is acting up on me okay we go from how do you make it full screen (laughs) we go from some nostalgic to for the kids for the kids and we play this Linda, does your little one listen to Paw Patrol? Not anymore, because she's six and she's like above it. She thinks she's like some hot shit. But we did Paw Patrol. <laughs> she, uh, uh, I've heard that that's like the number one show for like for little ones. Like that's that's the go to for little ones. Yeah, but there's like Puppy Pals, and Paw Patrol, and the other animal ones. I really liked Blaze and his monster machines because the entire 30 minutes they go, let's blaze. And I'm like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've yeah. never heard of that show. I've been living under a rock. Yeah, well, it's I- fantastic. It's like, it just, it's like power hour for stoners. It's great. I love it. Uh, so for this category, the Paw Patrols let us in really well to a first or second year player that you love their matchup this week specifically, and you need everybody in the world to know how much you love the kid this week. See the, the connection there. So we'll start with Linda. Who's the kid that you're confident in playing this week? This one's fun. Cause I love to talk about rookies and like young guys that are coming into their own in the NFL. So I had to like really dig on this one, but I decided to go as Michael Pittman Jr. Versus Houston. I know T.Y. Oh, kind yeah. of like is Houston's daddy. I get that, but <laughs> I, just, I like Michael Pittman so much, man. He's had over, uh, I think 80% or more of snaps over the last five weeks. He hasn't had less than five targets, but once, uh, in the last five weeks. And then, you know, he hasn't seen the end zone yet, but I think if there's a chance for him to do it, it's going to be against that Houston defense. So I like, I love Michael Pittman, man. That's who I'm hoping has his, like, everybody's paying attention to me now game. I love it. Everybody's going to be going the T.Y. Hilton route because on the other side, you're going the complete opposite. I like that smart thinking there. When others zag, man, it's like number, it's like cardinal rule of fantasy football. That's the way to live life too. I'm always on the other end of the, just like, you guys want to go this way? I'll go this way. I like my own way of thinking. I like it. Um, We don't entertain uh, trolls here, so I'm not reading your question. (laughs) So, uh, Brad, give us a running back. All right, I'm going to go with, DeAndre Swift, 
So um, Tennessee gives up the seventh most points to running backs in the league. And DeAndre has become the Lions' unquestioned lead back. And just like J.D. McKissick, he's going to get receiving targets out of the backfield as well. He's had at least four targets in all but two of the games that he's played in. And uh, he's a great dynasty guy if you were smart enough to draft him, which I wasn't. So go for it. Pull the trigger. All right. All for it. Doc, give us your last player at the tight end position for it. Yeah, for me, it's TJ Hawkinson. And he's been probably one of the most reliable tight ends outside Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. He's had double-digit fantasy points and PPR scoring in 10 out of his 13 games. You look at the past five weeks, and he's increased his target share each week from 4, 7, 8, 9, 11. There's likely no Kenny Galladay, no Kenny Galladay again this Sunday. And they're playing at Tennessee. We look at what a team like uh, Cleveland did a couple weeks ago where they really struggled against them. So I think it's a potential shootout game. Oh, I missed my soundboard. Thank God I get my soundboard back. Horrible take. All right, All right John, finish this out. We talked about him at the beginning of the episode. We got Jalen Hurts. He looks energized. And this is a stat courtesy of Ryan McDowell, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, QB has rushed it 18-plus times in a game, just 11 times in NFL history. Five of those through the past uh, couple of years with Lamar. And then Jalen Hurts has done it. So you love the floor of running that often. It's just... It's very sustainable in the short term. Uh, and then you look at his matchups, especially. He's got the Cardinals, which will just be a shootout, and then the Cowboys, who will be the Cowboys. All right. Love the take. Love it, John. Way to finish out on a strong note. So with that said, <laughs> great advice. Let's move to the fun part of the show. Last couple segments here. And we're going to start that out with our question of the week. Our question of the week is sponsored by Shady Rays. Take it away, ad man. All right. Well, since David, you did a lot of singing today, I figured I'd match your vibe. And oh, so my ad oh, is, no. go ahead. is singing. Drums, please. Shady, shady, shady rays. Where's my mute button? Shady rays, baby. <laughs> They block your eyes so vision doesn't go away. Oh, my ears. Winter is here. The weather is cruel. But come summer, don't you want to be cool? Making fun of me for this is childish. But I'm I'm over here, chilling all stylish. When you help, with every order, they donate 10 meals. Shady, shady, shady rays. Shady rays, baby. They block your eyes so vision doesn't go away. Use triple use code triple play at shadyrays.com for 25% off, and I won't sing again. That applies Eric, to everything besides Eric. the RX series. Eric, you sounded like somebody on like an after school special where they're telling you to recycle, like, and they do like a little rap in like the 90s. That's exactly <laughs> what you were doing. Eric, I'm actually proud to know you right now. That's Thank great. you. Thank you. So much, uh, I can't believe you actually wrote lyrics. You brought the props. It's, it's crazy. You put so much. Rays, summer time. It just, they both go together. Three syllables. <laughs> Linda looks confused. This is fantastic. It's much better than the ball trimming shit I usually have to listen to. So exactly. I will, I'll take that all day long. You actually came at the right time because that used to be our sponsor like two, as up, as recently as like two weeks ago. 
that's been brutal before where I'm just like, oh, can I just leave just for a minute? I'll like, I'll be back. <laughs> I love it. Gross, but those are gross. <laughs> oh, the ads were getting pretty nuts. And I didn't mean to intend that fun. <laughs> but uh, so our question this week, if you were asked to kick a field goal, you're the emergency kicker. How far out do you think you could actually successfully make the kick? Linda, you're our guest, so we'll start with you. If you were on the field to kick the extra point, how far out are you kicking it? Well, if, if it's an extra point, then hopefully I get that, you know, like I could probably do a college extra point if I got a couple practice swings in at it. I guess like 22 yards or something like that. I would be much more comfortable if they needed a punter. I'm just saying. Like I would much rather be like, do you need to, like, we need you. I'd be like, I could probably do, I'm going to definitely pull a hamstring, but I think I could punt it further than I could like kick it straight through uprights. The old drop kick. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I was a goalie. I could handle it, but I'm going to end up on the ground for sure. (laughs) The one and done kick. It'll be a legendary (laughs) one and done kick. Yeah. They would need another emergency kicker after my emergency. (laughs) For sure. Love it. Brad, what about you, man? Uh, how how much time do I get to train? Uh, you're called. That's a that's a good. Your thoughts. At least give us some warm ups or something. You would have been the you would have been the Ravens had Lamar Jackson not finished his poop when Trace McSorley got hurt, or when uh, Kendall Hinton had to quarterback for the Broncos. Right, right. All right, you give me like you give me like a year to train. There's no doubt in my mind. What? Some emergency kicker you are, Brad. Come on. like. I'm saying, like, I, I I get a year to train. Like, I, I decide I'm going to try to be an NFL kicker. There's no doubt in my mind I can hit a 70-yarder, break the record. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. I'm an amazing person who can do anything. Let's let's get to it then, bro. I, 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 I'd like to have that energy when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> I, want what, I want what's in I'll your break records today. <laughs> Brad gets up to train every day at 4.30 to kick a 70-yard field goal. Right. I send you guys my text, and then I go train. I love it. <laughs> Doc, what about you? All right, well, I, I'm i saying 15 yards, and that's being generous. That's 45 feet. I haven't done much kicking or soccer playing. In you don't, you think you need to be in the end zone to kick it? <laughs> I mean, 15 yards actually like out from where the field goal oh, is. Okay. So, like, like, right. like distance of 15 yards. I'm not giving myself I much. A couple of yards within the end zone. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving myself much of a, uh, of leg room on this pun intended. Wait, 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 Eric, we're both not very tall, but I'm going to say you're, they're rushing you. There's no way you get that kick off. Oh, 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 they're <laughs> rushing me. I think I thought you were saying nobody's rushing. No, it's an extra point or a field goal. They're always David. I don't think it's I not mean, like he it starts he, he starts kicking from where his head is. It's all on the ground anyway. But he's not getting enough air on that ball already. I, I just I don't think he's making it at all. <laughs> Being all right, such a supportive older brother, David. I love I'm you sorry. So I'm sorry. I just want to be honest with you. John, what about you? Well, I used to play foosball, football, uh, so I think I didn't know we were getting rushed either. I, I think if I was just kicking, just, could, just for Eric's answer, you're you're I, not rushed. I, I could probably do 45 yarder just without being rushed, but then it gets a little dicey. Ooh. Okay. Well, you, you, you play soccer too, I guess. The show, the whole, the whole. 
<laughs> that is a hot take. It's a spicy. <laughs> Do you really think you can make a 45-yarder? Yeah, like if I if I can practice a little bit before, like I'm not going to get it on my first one. But you played soccer. If you get, I'll, I'll if you get a year. Oh, oh, Brad, I'll be I'll be like you. I'll be kicking 64 yarders <laughs> from Mile High Stadium if I get a year. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> we're belittling, we're belittling the position that is Linda's you know, near and dear to her heart right now. John, post post pandemic, we should just take a year, like an hour a day. Yeah, and then we just we'll kick field con- goals, and then we'll both try out a special episode. Um, we'll be PFT yeah. or, or whatever. And, uh, we'll exactly, try. exactly. There we go. Uh, for me, I used to, we would play football like after school, sometimes in middle school. Maybe I think it was like up to like ninth grade. And they, Nobody cares. Get to the answer. <laughs> and they had like one of those like fake field goals. It wasn't like an actual like field goal post, but it was kind of similar. Like, you know, like near our house, Eric, like that type of the soccer goal, like the top of the. I'm gonna say goal. no. I'm gonna say no so that you finish your story real quick. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So I've practiced, and I think I could nail it from like 10 or 15 yards. Very, very subtly. Like I have trouble getting. I, think, I was getting worried with where you were going with that. I thought you were. Going I think to- the chippier it is, the harder it would be because you got to really. I agree. Pop it. That's a good point. I agree. I because so an extra five, seven I yards. I need to do it from like 70 yards. But like up that high that fast, you gotta fucking. But you need good flexibility in your hamstrings too, right? Because I have no flexibility. Like I can't get my leg like past like where my knee is. Oh, I'm for sure tearing something, but that was not. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Uh, Either way, it sounds like we have some kicking competitions that are gonna be happening. I actually think that'll be fun. Let's do a kicking competition at some point. We are gonna we'll we'll host that one. We'll make a podcast for that. In a year, I'm going to wake my ass up tomorrow like, all right, got to go practice some field goals. <laughs> See if I can't fit that into my day. I wouldn't even know where to practice. Like, I'm not chasing that ball every time. We we I have, have, a, a, point. have, a, we have a friend that's not on our pod, but earlier this year, he was just practicing kicking field goals for no reason. <laughs> Who's that? Chris. He'd, he'd record himself kicking field goals. So he'd put, like, the camera down at, like, the bottom right, and he'd catch him, like, 30-yard field goal attempt, does this, runs up. That's, you know, that's some, like, really healthy early quarantine activity right there. I there love you that. go. All right. Let's move to our last part of the night here and our game of the week. Linda, you know that game system, right? Uh, it's, yeah, Nintendo 64. You know, fucking bing, 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 bing. Right? No? Uh oh, I don't play video games. I worked at GameStop, but I didn't play anything. That's not it's why not. they gave me the job. <laughs> it's the GameCube. Oh yeah. Well, I got mine out three weeks ago and never plugged it in. It's just on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so now, when you hear that sound, if you come back, you'd be like, "All right." In fairness, I, I saw it. I just saw it as an in. Like I can see the purple box unfolding. Okay. To that That's sound, fine. I just picked the wrong one. I don't like being put on the spot. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> Note to self, put Linda on spot more. Uh, so our game of the week, Doc is hosting our game. So what are we playing? All right. Well, this game is tailored for Linda. Let's see how well she does because we're talking kickers today. And the game is called Odd One Out. So I'm going to give you a stat or um, I, I guess a stat is the way to put it. And I'm going to give you four options. And three of these kickers have done it and then one hasn't. 
So you have to tell me the one that hasn't. So we're going to start with Linda, David, Brad, John, and then rotate round robin style. I have seven questions and an eighth bonus one. Believe me, at the end, I was struggling to find things that I could talk about. So I couldn't get to my normal 10. I was just drawing blanks. All right. Well, go ahead and and feed us your, your info. Go ahead. All right. So number one, and we're starting with Linda. Which one of these kickers has not made a field goal of 50 or more yards this season? Is it Kaimi Fairbairn, Dustin Hopkins, Rodrigo Blankenship, or Mason Crosby? Man. I'm going to go Mason Crosby. Okay. David? When you said Rodrigo Blankenship, it just like stung me like a bee. So I'm going to go Rodrigo Blankenship. Okay. I'm going to need that whole question again. (laughs) (laughs) Which one of these kickers has not made a field goal of 50 or more yards this season? Do you need the options? Um, No, but I think I'll go Mason Crosby. Okay. I'm going to go Fairbairn. Uh, So it is Rodrigo Blankenship. His longest is 44, believe it or not. Wow. I can't believe Mason Crosby has even had to attempt – Phil goals over 50 yards. <laughs> That's, That's a true. That's that the only I picked him. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, so the next one, David, is on the board, and we begin with him. Which one of these kickers is not 100% from 50 or more yards, minimum three attempts? Is it A, Justin Tucker, B, Daniel Carlson, C, everybody's favorite, Young Hui Koo, or D, Jason Sanders? I know it's between two of them. Um, what was the first one? Justin Tucker. I'm pretty sure it's Justin Tucker. Okay. John? I know he was jinxed by an announcer, but I don't remember if that was within 50 yards. I'm going to go um, Young Way. You just I'm skipped gonna, over I'm, John. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go him too because I feel like he's just attempted so many. He's got to have missed one. Are you going Justin Tucker? Or you going Young Way? Young Way. Okay. And Linda. Mm. I know Jason Sanders was like eight for eight from fifty plus yards, but I feel like I talked about it and then he missed, and everybody was like, ah, "Fuck you, you're a genius." So. <laughs> but but I I like I can get behind Young Way. Young way. He's he's kicked a fuckload, so we'll go there. He's kicked a fuckload, but he's made all of them from 50-plus. It is Justin oh. Tucker. It is Justin Tucker. Look at you. See? You're a kicker fan. You didn't even know it. I'm well. finding a lot about myself this episode. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, David has two. Hopefully, that's the last two he gets. And, John, we're starting with you for this. Which one of these kickers has not missed an extra point on the year? Is it Joey Sly, Will Lutz, Tyler Bass, or Graham Gano? I want to say Graham Gano has not missed an extra point. There's not a lot of extra points to be taken. <laughs> Who's he even play for? Going, the, uh, the Giants? Giants? Yeah. Okay, Brad. David? Is it Linda next? Oh, yeah, Linda. I need you to read them to me again. Joey Sly, Will Lutz, Tyler Bass, or Graham Gano? I'm going to go Graham Gano. 
Okay. This is, this, this is for hasn't missed an extra point. Yeah. Harrison Bucker. Oh wait, he misses like one a game. Stop. Uh, I think it's either Tyler Bass or Graham Gano. I'm going to yeah. go Tyler Bass. <laughs> All right. Well, a big gold goose egg for everyone. It is Will Lutz. Who doesn't make field goals? But I thought he, I thought he missed an extra point like this past week because he missed a bunch of kicks. No, he missed uh, two field goals, but he was okay. perfect on extra points. All right, going on to question four, and we are beginning with Brad. Which one of these kickers has not led the league in points in a season? Is it Steven Goskowski, Matt Bryant, Greg Zerloin, or Harrison Butker? Brad is muted. <laughs> but he was talking to himself, just like thinking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Greg Zerloin because it's not a real person. <laughs> okay. Uh, Linda? I'm also going to go Greg Zerloin. All right. David? I was either going to grow Greg Zerloin or um, the last guy you said that I can't think of. Harrison Butker. Oh, yeah. How did I forget Harrison Butker? Um, I think it's Greg Zerloin as well. All right. And John? Who was the second guy who wasn't Guskowski? Uh, Matt Bryant. I'll go against the grain here. I'll go Matt Bryant. Should have gone with the grain because Greg Zerloin is the answer. You know how we knew that? Because you couldn't pronounce his name. Exactly. <laughs> but you know <laughs> I mean, it's tomato, tomato. But yeah, I guess that I guess that I guess that helps you guys. All right, so question five, and we're going back to Linda to start. Which one of these kickers has not scored twenty plus games in ESPN scoring this? Is that year? English? Points? Is that English? Points. 20-plus points in a game in ESPN scoring this season. Is it Ryan Suckup, Steven Goskowski, Brandon McManus, or Tyler Bass? 20-plus points? Which one hasn't had a 20-plus point game? Yeah, so three kickers have had a 20-plus point game. A lot of kickers had 20-plus point games. A lot of kickers outscored quarterbacks, but nobody wants to talk about it. Um, (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm gonna go Goskowski just because he's had some some missing uh, some missing issues. Also, can we just say he looks like a Dollar Tree Tom Brady? If you don't know what he looks like, <laughs> that's a great him, comparison. He looks I like, like it, Tom Brady. I like it. I like it. The, the Dollar Tree Tom Brady should be his new nickname. David, Love who it. is your answer? I'm a hundred percent sure it's either of the last two. Um, <laughs> Brandon McManus or Tyler Bass? Yeah, I'm 100% sure it's one of them. I'd be willing to put me chugging the rest of this beer on it. Um, Careful, you've already had one. You don't want to- <laughs> I'm getting in dangerous territory. Um, I'm going to go McManus. Okay. John? I'm also going McManus. All right. And Brad? I'm going to go McManus. Well, David, chug that beer because it is no. Ryan Suckup. What? What? Yep. I was, I mean, I was, was one game he kicked like three thirty or fifty yarders. Like yeah. what? Steven Goskowski had that one game after he missed like Goskowski four field goals where, where he went like five for six. Brandon Damn. McManus had a twenty two point game where I think Linda mentioned he kicked like three fifty yarders. 
And then Tyler Bass had a 20-yard game. Ryan Suckup has had like 17, 15, 13. Speak English. Not a 20-yard game, a 20-point game. Speak 20, English. 20-point 20, 20 game, but go ahead and chug that beer, baby. I, I looked it up. Ryan Suckup has, kicked four, has made four field goals three times this season. You're telling me they were all 30-yarders or something? Yeah, look it up. Well, all right. Two, quest- two questions left. And right, we're going to begin beers, with David. Um, which one of these kickers is not six foot or taller? I like I said, <laughs> at the end, we're really stretching here. Okay. Is it Jason Myers, Nick Folk, Chris Boswell, or Robbie Gold? Mm, Jason Myers. Okay. I think John? that's the beer, the beer talking though. Rob, Robbie Fools Gold. Brad? Robbie sounds like a little guy. All right. And yeah, if they went Robert Gould, it would be different. Exactly. What if I said Gould like they do in Madden? <laughs> That's I don't so know. Bad. Linda, who's your pick? I should really know this because I just did like a list of them by attractiveness level and height <laughs> played into it some. But uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Did you say Nick Folk? Nick Folk is uh, the second option. Yeah, I'm going to go Nick Folk. There's someone David really knows about his kickers because it is Jason Myers. That was the beard wow. talking about that one. I won't give that. That's not credit for me. So David has going into our – I mean, we'll do eight because David won anyway. Going into question seven, David has four, Brad has two, Linda has one, and John, you really don't know kickers, I guess. Why would I? So question seven, <laughs> we're starting with you, John. Which one of these kickers is not hitting 80% or more on their field goals this year? Is it Randy Bullock, Michael Badgley, Cody Parkey, or Greg Zerlane? <laughs> I'm <not> so Greg <laughs> Zerlane. <laughs> All right, I'm going to uh, go Parkey. Okay. David? With Linda next. Uh, Oh, man. I guess I'm going to go Parky just because recency bias after last night. That was atrocious. So, And David? Who was the first one you said? Randy Bullock. It's either Fat Boy Bullock or it's Parky. And, uh... Yeah, after Parky missed two kicks, maybe he's like hitting like eighty three percent. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Fat Boy Bullock. Can I change? I feel like I should change to for to uh, Badgley, who's not been stellar. So okay, yeah, they right. haven't been said yet. So let's do it. That was a good change on your part, Linda, because it is Michael Badgley. Uh, Cody Parky, even though he missed a couple yesterday, is seventeen out of twenty on the season. So oh, wow. even with those two misses, he's at eighty five percent. I think Michael Badgley's only been like fantasy relevant one week over the season, and it was the week I started him. So <laughs> there you go, there you go. That's awesome. And the last question, and we're starting with Brad for this. Which one of these kickers has attempted over twenty field goals this year? So right. the other three have not. Only one of these has attempted twenty or more. Is it Jake from State Farm Elliott? Sam Ficken, horrible nickname. Dan Bailey, 
or Zane Gonzalez? Who does uh who does Sam Ficken play for? The Jets. I'm gonna go um Zane Gonzalez. Okay. Linda? Same Z's. Okay. David? It's Zane Gonzalez. I would chug a third beer if I had one next to me if I was wrong. Why are you so sure of that? I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll go Zane Gonzalez too then. <laughs> well, it is, it is Zane Gonzalez. I didn't I didn't realize how that was such an obvious answer. Arizona does not kick. Cliff Kingsbury is the most aggressive coach. He does not kick yeah. field goals. That's true. Zane Gonzalez only has like 21 though, so it's not like he's he's really lit it on fire. No, I just I I wish I actually had a beer to wager on that one, but Wow, David, five out of eight, sixty-two point five percent. You know your kickers. The face time play. is yours. Did you just do that play. in your head? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking insane. He's better at math than than any I, of us. So I, I do like statistics for a lot of my job, and I'll be like, oh, 15 out of 16. That's 88. Hey, 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 is this your FaceTime or is this my FaceTime? Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. So first of all, math, but gross. <laughs> So I, I first of all, yes, yes, yes. Oh, very, thank you! I did such a great job hosting, Eric. Wow, wonderful game! Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to give my FaceTime to Linda. I really want to thank you for coming on the show. It was an absolute blast doing this with you today. Uh, just really appreciate you giving us your time. I appreciate you guys for having me on. I had a great time. It was a train wreck, and I was a I, cause of most of it, so I appreciate that. Make sure to uh, work on your field goal kicks tomorrow. Oh, I'm getting up. I'm setting an alarm. You have my <laughs> snowing, but I like the snow, so it'll be fine. There we go. That's <laughs> how you know if you're a true kicker or not, if you can kick in the snow. I think I only have like a child-sized football, but it's fine. Linda, do you want to let our listeners know where they can find you, the stuff that you're doing, anything you'd like to plug, secret projects you're working on, all that good jazz? Oh, I have no secret projects. I do intend on doing some uh, stupid live shit during uh, the offseason because I'm a redraft player. So Dynasty podcasts aren't going to be like, come on and talk to me about <laughs> what, <laughs> what you trade this guy for. I'm like, I don't know. So I'm going to see what I can conjure up for the uh, off season, but fantasy football confidential. You can find us Wednesdays at nine Eastern and uh, then I'll be writing articles all off season for, for fantasy sake. And you can find them on Twitter at FFSQC. And you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians, which is down in my little bubble there. All also right. just get on Twitter. Uh, you'll find me. All right. So David and I were saying we did for the longest time, we thought it was Linda Lyons and we were just mind blown. Uh, yeah, so I actually didn't know that people thought that. And this has been, it's been my handle for like eight, nine years. And my best buddy, the guy I like commission all my home leagues with, like two years ago was like, you know, it looks like Linda Lyons, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> and everyone forever has been like, that's what we thought it was. But it's every, it's Xbox handle. It's my Twitter. It's everything. I'm not going to go change it now. I can explain it every podcast. <laughs> it's great. So I'm going to give myself credit because I made sure I called you Lindellians. Was yeah, I the first yeah. person to ever introduce you as Lindellians? Yeah, most of the time it's Linda Lyons, and I don't correct anybody. So you absolutely nailed it, and you should give yourself credit for that. 
<laughs> I'll drink another beer and celebrate that. Uh, make sure you follow her. She's a great, hilarious follow, but you probably already know that she's got double my following. So I'm talking to the no duck crowd for that. Uh, so everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Wish you the best of luck in week 15.